Hi, thank you for joining me on Holy Spirit Feed. This is Jen Johnson. I can't wait to share what Holy Spirit has been revealing. I'm praying that your spiritual senses will be open to receiving what Holy Spirit has for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Today's episode is titled, Where Are You Going? Isaiah 52, 7, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. I'm here to tell you, you have beautiful feet. They may not be beautiful in the natural, but they are in the spirit. They bring good news. It's a good thing. Hey, I have a random question for you. Do you even like the people around you? And I'm not just talking about your family, but the people at work, school, maybe your local grocery store. If you do, then share the good news. In fact, the best news ever. You know, we wind up talking about the weather or the latest political issue often. No, let's talk about something better. Let's talk about the good news that you carry. You carry something really good as a believer in Jesus. You carry Christ's death and resurrection, forgiveness of sin, redemption, reconciliation to our Father for all those who choose to receive. That's what you carry. Don't hide it under a basket. Be the city on the hill. You know, some of us are really good at small talk, but are we good at big talk. You know what I'm saying? Like you may be able to kind of get along with people and talk about the stock market or whatever, but can you talk about something that matters for eternity? For me, I feel like I can only do small talk for so long and then I'm like, just give me some substance. So today we're going to talk for a few minutes about something that sometimes makes people a bit nervous, evangelism. We're going to kind of do an evangelism 101. You know, and and I'll admit, I preach more on salvation than actual evangelism. And I believe that the American church is just getting off easy when it comes to evangelism. There are far more messages that talk about salvation, that give the altar call. And that's great, but you know what? How many altar calls are the body of Christ actually giving? I'm not talking about the pastors and the church leaders, but the actual saints. The saints are not actually giving altar calls to a neighbor, a co-worker. If I ask the question right now to those of you listening, how many people have you led to the Lord? Personally, how many people have you personally led to the Lord? And this is not condemnation, but we are here to do just that, to lead people to Jesus. If you haven't or don't do that, we're going to change that. Amen? You've heard this said before. If you were to meet your maker today, do you know where you're going? And secondly, do you know where your family is going? I remember we did a 
home builders Bible study is like a couple's thing. This is probably going to date me, but um, <laughs> some of you may remember that. But the leader at the time had just made this simple comment. He was like, you know, with all the busyness and the stuff of life, the most important thing ever is, are you saved? And then is your family saved? And, you know, it's like the oxygen mask in a plane. Secure yours first. Put your oxygen mask on first. Make sure that you're saved. And then you can help others. Now, that question that we just asked was about ourselves and about our immediate family. Now I'm going to ask another question. What about your friends, your extended family, your favorite cashier at your grocery store? Are possibly going to hell. Do you care? Well, I hope so because Jesus does. When you read in the Bible, he was willing to be awkward, to go against social norms. He didn't care what people thought of him in like a self preservation sort of way, like we do sometimes. Come on, we know all the excuses in the book why we don't share the gospel with people. We think, okay, oh, I'm sure they already know about Jesus. Or, oh, they're going to think I'm stupid and weird. Or, I'm sure someone else will tell them. No, he didn't have thoughts like that. He, he cared only that they knew him in a relationship way. And he still cares about that for every single person. 2 Peter 3.9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I'm going to read one more version. This is the New Living Translation. It says, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. How many know the day of Jesus' return is drawing near? Are you ready? There are many worship songs that talk about the spirit and the bride say come. And I'm like, yes, I'm all in. Come on, Jesus, come now. But then we have to stop and think, wait, we still need to get more people in the kingdom. That's God's heart for everyone. And I'm okay. I can wait. God knows the timing, but at the same time, I'm not just here waiting. I'm bringing people into the kingdom. And I'm still singing that song and saying, come, Lord Jesus, come, come on. But we've got to reach more people. We've got to care because God cares. Ephesians 1 verses 3 through 6, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in his presence. In love, he predestined us for adoption as his sons through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the beloved one. Okay, we're going to focus on the he chose us part of this verse. Now, this gets a bit tricky because some have different theology about predestination and such. But what I want to point out is he chose. He knows who will choose him. 
and the end isn't coming until he's got all of his people. We're here to ensure that everyone who's going to get saved gets saved, and we get to partner in this. It's a privilege. John six thirty seven through 38. Everyone the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Certain people have been given to him. He's going to get his people. He says, I do my father's will. Okay, and so do we. And that's it. In this case, it's us sharing the salvation message, evangelizing and gaining souls for the father. So back to that Ephesians verse we read a moment ago, it says his glorious grace, which he has given us in the beloved one. He's given us grace to, the ability to, the courage to, the power to evangelize. So you've got it. Now use it. So where are you going? Are you ready to meet your maker? And then is your family ready, your friends, etc.? I just want to share a couple of stories of people that I know. Uh, my brother, a few years back, was driving his car down the road, and, and out of nowhere, a tree just came shooting right through his windshield into his chest, basically. Like, it was terrible. He recovered completely, praise the Lord. But he didn't expect that to happen that day, and he could have died instantly. Um, my brother-in-law just recently retired about a year ago and had been vacationing and things like that. Within a year of him retiring, he found out he had a brain tumor. I had a friend a few years back where her younger sister was in college and she was just walking across the road at night, got hit by a car and was killed. There was another man just this last year in our local town, and great man, he was a farmer and had fallen into a silo, and he didn't make it. He didn't know that morning what would transpire later in that day. And what if I said to you that not all of these people were or are saved? Would there be any twinge in your heart, like an, oh, hearing that some or all of these people aren't going or didn't go to heaven? My hope is that there was a big twinge, an ache even, to change that for those that are still here, that we still have a chance to reach. You know, life can be all fun and games until something happens to your health, and then you realize this is serious. Life has purpose. I'm here for a reason. I'm mortal and my body isn't going to make it forever. But the question is, will your spirit? And not just yours, but those that you know as well. This is where it gets real and you have a choice. All of a sudden it matters. The fun and games is all over in a moment. You know, in these examples that we talked about, something suddenly changed. Or did it? I mean, the reality is every day could be someone's last and every person 
needs to choose Jesus or face eternal hell. No matter what is happening in someone's life on the surface, they may seem good, but realistically, good can change in a heartbeat, literally. You hear about people having massive heart attacks, here one moment, gone the next. You might be like, this is an intense podcast. Yeah, it is, because this matters. And it matters forever. We own a commercial cleaning service, but we started out with residential cleaning. And I had a client, um, nice older woman, and she loved this certain kind of soap. She had literally 20 or so bars in her bathroom closet. Enough soap for years. It was wild. And what happened is she had a health event and died within a day. You know what? I don't know what happened to all the soap, but she thought she had more time. And I don't care how much soap you have. If you don't have Jesus, you've got nothing. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. This body, this life is temporary. Second Corinthians 4 verses 17 through 18. Our suffering is light and temporary and is producing for us an eternal glory that is greater than anything we can imagine. We don't look for things that can be seen, but for things that can't be seen. Things that can be seen are only temporary, but things that can't be seen last forever. So what are you doing with the time that you have? You may not have a next time with that atheist coworker, that wayward teenager in your neighborhood, that pre-believer uncle. Are you taking advantage of every opportunity? Are you prepared to give a reason for your faith? I know these are some heavy questions, but this is important. This matters, so we're going to address it. And hey, we're going to continue to dig into this in the next episode. So make sure you come back and join me for part two of where are you going? And hey, I just want to say, if you're getting anything out of these podcasts, and I know you are, please give it a five-star review, share it with a friend. This helps other believers or pre-believers find Jesus. So hit the share arrow and start evangelizing today. 